There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Country music superstar Keith Urban rocks Jiffy Lube live in Bristol, Virginia tomorrow night. I spoke to Urban in 2017 when he was honored by the Recording Academy at the Grammys on the Hill at the Hamilton in Washington, D.C. Dude, I've been following your music from the beginning where you, you know, kicking off the shoes and running in bare feet. I mean, it's just, just been, it's been great. But the thing that I always sort of thought it was like a metaphor for your career was days go by when in the video when you're sort of moving in the opposite direction of everyone. Right. I feel like you've always kind of been going against the grain like that. How do you keep staying different and fresh? I just love music. I mean, I don't feel any different to what I did when I first got to Nashville. I love music. I love creating. I love being in the studio. I love writing. I love touring. That's really only increased on every level. So you're still kicking off the shoes and running bare feet every now and then, even though they're fancier shoes now. Still writing songs and recording, <laughs> yes. Awesome, awesome. Um, what, about, um, what about tonight? Why is it important to, to advocate here on the Hill? I mean, especially every new administration, you never want it to backslide, but, you know, why is it important to say, hey, the arts still matter? The arts matter in a big way. Uh, for me, my, my involvement is really more based in music education programs and schools and trying to just bring attention to how they shouldn't just so frivolously be discarded. I understand that it's a, it's a broader conversation, so it's not just a case of you must keep them, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that the conversation has to include a much greater understanding of the importance of music education for kids and what it does for them when they find that that missing voice in their life. Even if they're not going to be a professional musician, a lot of kids, their self-esteem, their self-worth, their mental, everything about them clicks when they find that thing, whether it's singing or playing. It's unquantifiable, so it just needs to be a much broader conversation. What was that for you as a kid? Because I know you've been playing guitar since like six or yeah, something. Yeah, I started playing when guitar when I was six. I was four when my dad gave me a, a ukulele and he said I could strum it in time with the radio. So they said, when's a good age for kids to learn chords? And I said, probably around six. Because so the fingers are smaller, I guess? Just, just you can get your fingers around the neck a little bit better. So six was good. I started learning and just took to it. It was, it was my voice. It was what I'd been waiting for. Awesome. Well, you're one of the best drummers out there, man. You can shred. So thank you so much. We're looking forward to tonight. My pleasure. Nice thank to you. talk to you. Thank you. Urban later took the podium to accept his award before playing an acoustic rendition of Blue Ain't Your Color. Winona, you tore it up. Amazing. Fantastic tonight. <laughs> uh, gosh, this is a, a huge honor. I first want to say that Nick is at home tonight with our girls taking care of them, and she sends her love to everybody here in D.C. Uh, thank you, Neil, for everything you've said, too. It's, it's really an honor to do what I get to do, and I think, for me, the key word is get. You know, I, I, uh, I have to remember a lot of the times when I'm using the word got in a sentence, like, I've got to do this. It's really more often get. 
I get to do this. I get to come and play music. I get to tour. I get to help young musicians. I get to participate in helping people discover their, their goals and their dreams and get to where they want to go. Uh, but I want to tell you, first of all, about um, my first love, really. <laughs> I fell in love at a very, uh, a very young age, um, and I was quite smitten, I must say. I thought about her all the time. I wanted to be with her. I wanted to get to know her better. Uh, and we were really inseparable. Uh, and lucky for me, the feeling was, was mutual. Now, bear in mind, of course, I was only six, but this, this, but this love of mine, she, she felt like she was the, the first one who really understood me. And with her, I felt, I felt confident, I felt accepted, and uh, she really taught me so much about myself and, and the world. And you know, for me, our relationship felt as natural as a sunrise. Now, of course, she wasn't really a girl, or a dog, or a pet goldfish. My first love was my guitar. I can see you over there staring at your drink, watching that ice sink all alone tonight. And chances are you're sitting here in this bar, cause he ain't gonna treat you right. Well, it's a Probably not my place, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Cause you look like you haven't felt the fire, had a little fun, hadn't had a smile in a little while, baby. Looks good on the sky. Looks good on that neon buzzing on the wall But darling, it don't match you right And I'm telling you You don't need that guy It's so black and white Stealing your thunder Baby blue ain't your color other musicians came out to honor Urban, including R&B star Mario, who grew up in Baltimore. Mario. It's a pleasure, buddy. All right, we are here with Mario. Oh, my God, so many great songs we've all been dancing to over the years. Oh, my Keep making them, man. All right, but, but for the man of the hour, Keith Urban, I mean, what? I mean, God, not only can he play the guitar, but songwriting and singing. I mean, what has he meant to, to music in general? Keith Urban is one of the most prolific songwriters, you know, of our generation, um, you know, not just him, whoever his team is, his, his other uh, musicians, you know, shout out to his whole squad because I feel like they've carried, uh, you know, s such a great tone in music for such a long time. And I think that, honestly, his, he still has a long way to go, <laughs> you know, so congrats, Keith. He deserves every everything he's getting. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have a favorite Keith song or Too Hard to Pick? Um, definitely Too Hard to Pick. Um, I love watching them live um, and... You know, it's 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 exhilarating experience. I've never gotten a chance to actually go to one of his concerts, but it's definitely on my my list. Well, because he can play the guitar with the best of them. Um, but in terms of all right, in terms of the more the advocacy advocacy side of this, because I'm sure that's a big reason why you're here too. Um, you know, it's every time there's a new uh, administration, especially this one too. You know, why is it important to just keep that bug in the air? Like you know, the arts are important, especially music. Well, one, I think it's just as much of a moral thing as it is a business thing and a copyright law thing because music is such an integral part 
of everybody's lives. You know, I don't know one person on this planet that doesn't love music. Even Aboriginals, I just came from Australia, even Aboriginals play their own music and they have their own. So well, Keith like, came from Australia too, so you're oh, good. There it is. You know, so everyone loves music and I feel like, you know, we as artists, especially as artists, I've been in the game now for, you know, over 10 years and though I feel like I'm still very young, um, you know, I've experienced so much. You know, a, 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 an example would be, you know, fighting over copyright splits. So many, uh, there's still one or two songs of mine that you wouldn't expect that are still in copyright disputes. Really? 100%. I mean, publishing disputes. Because everybody's fighting for such a small piece of the pie, which in the bigger scheme of things is a much bigger piece, if we can find a way to get these laws together. So I'm here for all of that. Surrounded by greatness. There all right. It is. Well, final question. What are you doing at the show tonight? Are you going to be performing at all? Or what are you just here? If the spirit calls me on stage, I'm there. <laughs> I am always ready. Hopefully the spirit comes. Thank you. Thanks, man. I next spoke with Keith Urban's fellow country music superstar, Martina McBride. Martina, hi. Hi. How are you? Jason, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. you. All right, we're here with Martina McBride. This is so awesome. She's going to be emceeing tonight. Why, when they say, hey, we're honoring Keith Urban, you got to come out. I mean, when do you you remember when he first came on the scene? It's just, I mean, he's just been so prolific. It's been like 20 years. Just talk about his, uh, you know, his, his place in country music. One of the legends yeah, now. Absolutely. Keith is one of the most giving people and, uh, that we have, and he's also such an artist. You know, his, he's got his own style, and he's a talented guitar player, writer, singer. I mean, he's just got it all. And we all love him. You know, we're all so proud to have him be part of country music. And, and so it's great to see him be honored. He's, he gives so much back. You give back, too. You're also a huge advocate for domestic violence, too, right? Um, I love how you give back. And I mean, Independence Day is probably the domestic violence song, but um, has it, is it a little weird to you that it's sort of been co-opted as sort of a, a patriotic anthem, in, but in a way, you know, because the chorus could be, but remind our listeners why, with the real message of that song and why you continue to advocate for that cause. Well, Independence Day is a song that's written from the viewpoint of a child who has gone through a domestic uh, abuse situation at home. And in this particular story, her mother um, takes it upon herself to burn the house down. It's very ambiguous whether the husband is inside or not inside. So um, I personally believe that maybe he's not. But anyway, um, she had to get herself out of that situation for her and her child. And when I first heard it, I just was so moved by, first of all, how well the song is written. Gretchen, Gretchen Peters wrote that song all by herself. And it's just a, a beautiful example of songwriting at its best and storytelling. And then it just struck a chord with so many people. I got all these letters and people telling me how that song gave them the courage to, to leave this abusive situation or made them feel like they weren't alone, that there was somebody out there that knew what they were going through, which is really the power of music, and that's why we're here today. Just bringing it, sort of wrapping it up to with the Grammys on the Hill and everything, um, the lyric that I'm, that reminds me of this the most is, what is it, in, in any way, sing it anyway, that one, when it's like, we never, and the country's so divided, and you know, it's hard to believe that tomorrow will be better than today, that's your line. Why is it important for events like this and music in general just to sing it anyway? Well, you know, music is healing. Music can heal, it's powerful, and, and that's why we're here, is to, to do what we can to keep it going and to nurture the new generation of songwriters and artists that are coming along. I next spoke with Cara Diaguardi, who, like Keith Urban, is a former American Idol judge. So we're here with Cara Diaguardi. You guys remember her from American Idol, of course, but you're also a great songwriter in your own right. So let's let's tackle Keith Urban from both of those sides. We know he can play the guitar, but as a songwriter and the, and the lyrics that he, he gets to speak, you know, like, um, what is it? Um, 
changing lanes, stuck on the phone, driving way too fast, interstate jam with gunners like me. You know, yeah, he's just great lines. Great lines, very authentic to who he is. He's really been a trailblazer in country music, and he and he is a great artist. He is an incredible player, which also helps to make him a great artist. Gorgeous voice, and you know, somebody who never disappoints us when it comes to the songs he writes. And then it, from the idol side, I mean, you guys never actually got the judge together, right? You you just missed him, right? Yeah, yeah. But um, just speak to, you know, just from experience from that though, in terms of you know, how does sitting there critiquing younger artists then help you sort of apply that to your own? Like, are you sort of critiquing your own music in a new way after having gone through that? Absolutely, because I think when you're critiquing new artists, you're also kind of telling yourself what you have to be doing in your own songs, especially because they're usually 15 or 20 years younger than you are, and the, you know, the industry's changed a lot. So it makes you kind of look for certain things when you're watching them and then think, you know what, I can't really say that to them without applying it to myself. I wish you were there for more seasons, but just now that it's over, what do you think that, that show, Idol, that, now that you've had a little hindsight looking back on it, just the, the overall legacy, I mean, you guys turned out artist after artist, and we're here honoring a country star, but you got, I mean, there would be no Carrie Underwood. I think that's its greatest legacy, is it was able to connect artists that were in remote places with the industry, that would never have been highlighted or uh, discovered, and I think that's a great legacy. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I next spoke with Joy Huerta of the Mexican brother-sister pop duo Jesse and Joy. Joy, you've won, what, like six Grammys already, including this past year, pop Latin album, right, I think? Yes. Yeah. Wow, okay, okay. So the Grammys are yeah, old hat to you, but why, we got to talk about Keith Urban here. When did you discover his music, and I mean, how awesome is he as an artist? I mean, he can play, he can sing, he can do everything. Oh, no, definitely. He's also very, very good looking. And uh, I mean, You heard it here first. <laughs> but uh, I remember that song, um, Somebody Like You. I remember that was a very, very, very big song that I was like, oh my God, I have to so have this song in my in my iPod. And we're, we're excited to be here tonight because we hear that he is also someone who has played a very, very big part in the music um, side of it. For sure. Awesome. What are you going to be doing tonight? What's your role? Are you going to perform? Or? We're going to be here supporting the, tonight, but we're basically here for tomorrow to be on the Hill. Why is it important to come out and, and advocate for Grammys on the Hill? Well, for, for there to be music, there has to be movements like this behind it, and for us to be a part of it, we were invited. We couldn't we couldn't pass on it. We put a pause on the on the tour. Jesse's actually flying on his way here. It's super important. We're not we're not only going to be here tonight. We're going to be here tomorrow on the hill. We're very very excited about it, and we basically feel like. It's going to be amazing to look back on this one day and think that we were a part of it. What are you going to be, specifically, are you guys going to be talking about on the Hill tomorrow? Do you know yet? We're going to be talking to some of the lawmakers. We're going to be talking about about um, treating all the music creators fairly. We really think that it's important for people out there to know that it's, it's more than me and my brother behind a song. There are so many other people behind it. And, for it to hit not only platforms but radio and so many other ways to, to put it out there. I think that it's super important to consider every single person behind it. Yeah, absolutely. 
not everyone gets to perform with their brother. That's that's gotta be cool. When how did you guys start singing together as a kid? I mean, was it like putting on shows in the living room or what? Definitely, it was basically for our stuffed animals. Uh, he felt very very embarrassed every time that I asked them to you know perform to our my teddy bears personally. Why aren't they clapping? Exactly, I was like, hey, tough crowd, right? Um, but yes, that's exactly how I got started. We started writing our first song whenever I was 15 and he was 18, and from there it was like opening a Pandora box. We just started writing and writing and writing, and we were signed when we were 18 and 21, so after that we've been very, very lucky and blessed. Literally, Pandora, the music box. Oh. There you go. There you go. Um, <laughs> nice to meet you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I next spoke with Kirsten Maldonado of the Grammy-winning a cappella group Pentatonics. First of all, when, do you remember when you first discovered Keith Urban, like what song it was? Do you remember? You know, I'm from Texas, and so I feel like I don't even know when the moment of discovery was, but he was just always in my life. Yeah. <laughs> so, but he's amazing, and he's an incredible advocate of music in general, and so I'm just like... It's great. As someone who can do that, because yes, you do the acapella thing though, but what about the, like, the runs in his music? Like in, you know the new song where he does runs in blue? Oh, yeah. oh yes. About, like, as an acapella person, what do, what do you admire about him as a, as a singer? Um, I just think his vocal ability is just like really amazing. I feel like his songs are great. I feel like he has a really great artistry about him and has set himself apart um, as a singer from everyone else, which I feel like as an artist is really important. You have to kind of identify like who you are and what you're going to put forth. Um, and his music is always just great. He's just incredibly talented, so I, I appreciate him as a singer. Awesome. And then uh, also, didn't you you won season three of the singing competition? Have you seen it? Yeah. yeah All right. So, so speak about. I mean, I know he was with Idol, but how awesome of is it for that he's like you know um, you know cultivated other artists, kind of like you. It was a different show, but this similar concept. I think it's amazing. I think in general, when artists are inspiring other artists, um, I think it's really crazy. And 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 personally speaking for me, when on the sing off season three, Sarah Bareilles is a judge, and Sarah Bareilles is my like everything. And I so mean, for her, you see waitress. Oh, oh I got. I have seen Waitress, but she is now right, right. starring on Waitress. I will. So I now we're going to go see back. And see I know. Now I have to go back. <laughs> I know. Um, but she's always been. A, she was a mentor for me growing up in high school, and then you know, right after that, I went to the Sing Off, and so for me, it was like everything. And so I, I just think, I just think people that other artists that involve themselves and stuff like that to help other artists get there is amazing. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Finally, I spoke with harmonica virtuoso John Popper of Blues Traveler. We're here with John Popper of Blues Traveler. I grew up with your stuff. You're the soundtrack of my life, man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but um, how big uh, of a Keith Urban fan are you? I mean, God, he, he came on the scene a few years after you guys, but man, but but he's been just as prolific. I mean. Oh, I, his songwriting is great, and I can't wait to see him perform. You know, I, I'm very psyched. It's cool. He deserves this honor. It's pretty amazing. As a fellow musician, though, I mean, not only can he write songs, but speak to his ability to play that darn guitar, man. He can shred. Yes, he can shred. See, I, I always respect players a little more than singers, being a singer. But uh, I'm also a player, and Keith, you got the goods. You can do the harmonica, though. I don't know if he can. No, but he doesn't need to with a guitar like that. Yeah, you don't need the harmonica. Screw that. You don't need that. Exactly. Um, let's. I know you've kind of fielded a lot of these questions already, but in terms of more the more ab advocacy side, you know, why is it important to have this event here every year? Um, and and you know, I guess you know, every time there's a new administration coming in too, you don't want it to be sort of a backslide. So you know, That's true. you want to you want to kind of make a case and try and get the word out as to why it's important that recording musicians have some way to make a living and be able to afford making recordings. And so this restructure kind of is, I think, the most important in that aspect. And also the reflection of producers being artists. I mean. That, that really would help the whole system. And this hasn't really been addressed since, you know, 40 years. I think it's kind of time we took another look at it. Why do you think it took so long? Um, people are used to it. I, I don't know. You know, uh, 
we were talking about that all day, and you know, maybe one aspect was things were so bad before that that when they addressed it in like the 70s, they're like, okay, we've done it, we've improved it. But, you know, the technology, of course, 40 years ago is nothing like it is now. No one had any expectation of that. And it's odd, like satellite radio actually does pay a royalty for performers. And um, it's only terrestrial radio that's been around that long that continues to do that. And I found out uh, very few countries still do that. That's an interesting thing. So um, I, I think that uh, it's important to make that case every year. All right, and final question real quick. What are you performing tonight? Are you doing the National Anthem? Is yes. Yeah, I think I'm starting that. Yeah. Doing that in the nation's capital. Was exactly. That- See, I've done it in some interesting places, and this is definitely one of them. I'm excited. Well, we're looking forward to it. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Popper even joined Keith Urban on stage for a rocking duet. <laughs> so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.